With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. What's up, what's happening, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I wanted to hop on here and talk to each and every one of you about the Auburn Tigers, man. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. The Auburn baseball program had eight guys drafted in last week's MLB draft. I wanted to talk about some milestones that were hit with inside the program. I wanted to talk about some guys that you might want to pay attention to for next year, and, and a big bombshell that was dropped uh, earlier earlier today and and it's huge news for next year and I'm excited to talk about it coach Butch Thompson just keeps pushing this program to new heights and new levels man and uh, Omaha bound and uh, national championship or bust and I think we're eventually going to get there the way this program is headed Uh, he's the perfect guy and wouldn't want anybody else as as our head baseball coach so extremely excited for the program and can't wait for Auburn baseball this coming up season uh, the 2023 year and in the second part of this episode, I wanted to talk about Brian Harson at SEC Media Days and how he carried himself, the three guys that went with him, some of the things that were said. I thought he did a fantastic job the way he carried himself. Uh, I'm extremely excited for him to be our head football coach. And I want to look at the schedule and the way things that I think are going to shape out and what is it going to take for Brian Harson to keep his job at Auburn University? What is the win total? I know Vegas has us sitting around six wins, over under six wins. I've seen some people say four and eight. I've seen some people say five and seven and six and six. Honestly, uh, my opinion, I'm not going to uh, give it to you just yet, but I think, I think Auburn's going to be better than that bullshit, honestly. I think they're going to be better than that. You know, you want to pick his seventh in the preseason polls, in the West. You want to put a seventh. All right. Well, you did the same shit in baseball. Okay. And look how, look how that turned out for you. Okay. You did the same, you did the same BS in baseball. Look how that turned out for you. All right. You, you go back in history and look at 2013, 2010. And, you know, I feel like Auburn, when they had that chip on their shoulder, uh, there's there's something to play for, and they come out and they shock the world. So I'm going to give my prediction what I think it's going to take for Brian Harson to keep his job, 
and I'm excited to talk to you all about it. I can't wait, and uh, I think this is going to be a nice little episode. So with that being said, I'm going to kick it right over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, and we're going to get this thing going. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight I, I wanted to come to each and every one of you and and talk to you guys a little bit about the Auburn baseball program. And Like I said earlier, man, this, this program is headed to, to places that it's never been before, man. I, I really believe that. I think this program has a national championship on its way. And, and Coach Butch Thompson, look, I said it weeks ago. I, I think it's time to... Uh, make a statement and not let this man get out of Auburn, okay? He's the right guy for the job. Two trips to Omaha in the past three seasons. Uh, incredible stuff, incredible, incredible stuff. And we can't let him get away. We can't let him get away. There's no way we can let another SEC program swoop in, uh, maybe with a richer tradition, um, and and get this guy. There's no way. He, he is our guy. And he got eight people drafted this year, man. And and uh, he's got a hell of a recruiting class coming in. And uh, we had a bombshell drop today that Tommy Sheehan, the transfer from Notre Dame, who went through an injury at Notre Dame and I think he had like partial Tommy John and, and he transfers to Auburn and he comes in, man, and he started working out of the bullpen in the middle of the year and, and just – was lights out down the stretch, absolutely lights out, and, and he's returning for another year at Auburn, man, and this is only going to help the pitching staff. It's just uh, there was some people worried with Auburn's draft picks and, and Joseph Gonzalez being the guy returning, and uh, they thought that you know might be a little thin on pitching, but with Tommy Sheehan coming back, this is great news. Auburn baseball is in great hands, and this was just a, it was a huge, huge uh, addition right here to get him back, but you know, you you know, I want to talk about the commitment list with guys like Ike Irish and and Hayden Murphy and Chris Stanfield and and Zach Crotchfelt and man, those guys right there, those are huge names coming in right there, and and the way the MLB draft worked out, you know, these guys coming in, there's a lot of promise in this Auburn baseball program, man. There's a lot of stud talent that that is inside this program and. And I know these guys. Look, the, those four names they they had a lot of promise with the with the draft, and and so you get those guys on campus, and hey, the future is freaking bright in Auburn. All right, the future is bright. It's time to make the upgrades to the facilities and and just really uh, catch up to the other programs in the SEC, like the Vanderbilts, the Arkansas's, the LSU's, and Tennessee's, and things like that, man. Uh, because you're making it to Omaha just like those guys are. So it, it's time to get after it. And, you know, I really just wanted to congratulate the eight guys who were drafted. And I wanted to, you know, give give big shout-outs. And, and it was the most picks in the top five rounds in program history, uh, the third most picks in the SEC. Uh, that's that's incredible right there. Uh, third most picks in the SEC, man. That speaks volumes. With, with people like Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, LSU. Uh, now you got Texas A&M in there and, and uh, you know, Florida. Oh, man, uh, it, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. 
like I said, it, it, it's it's all up it's all up for Butch Thompson, man. Just just standing over for that guy. Well, hell of a baseball coach. Uh, and then you got tied for fifth most picks in the country. All right, that is eye opening. You're tied for the fifth most MLB draft picks in the country. Auburn baseball is on the national scene, people. They are on the national scene. It is time to start taking this baseball program seriously. There is a national championship on the way, or at least a national championship series performance in the future. Hard to predict a national championship, but I think there's a there's a three-game series in the future. Let me tell you that much. All right? The future is bright. And, I, you know, I wanted to start with, look, my favorite player, Brody Moore, he goes in the in the 17th round. He was picked number 517, and he goes to the St. Louis Cardinals, man. Uh, just so happy for this guy and and excited, man. I'm, I'm just uh, so excited for him. And, you know, his tweet to Auburn and the Auburn family the other day, and uh, can't say enough about him. Can't say enough about him. You know, him getting to share the special moment with his father and them playing shortstop at Auburn University, and the way the way BMO just played the game, N- you know, night in, night out, every weekend series, he busted his ass, clutch hit after clutch hit, and and the 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 glove work, flashing the leather, man. Nobody did it better in the conference. Nobody. The dude, the dude was Auburn baseball. He was Auburn baseball, and I will never forget uh, number four. In the blue and orange, man. I'll never forget it. He was a hell of a player for Auburn, man. Uh, absolutely love him. And and Blake Rambush, uh, you know, stepped over there at three B, did a phenomenal job. Uh, was just electric all year, hitting out of that leadoff spot, and and just uh, one of Auburn's best sticks all year. And and just flashing the leather over there at third. He got picked in round number fifteen. He was picked four fifty six, going to the Seattle Mariners. Extremely ecstatic for him. Can't wait to see his future. Uh, dude's a gamer, man. He's a gamer, and he just gets after it. And uh, he he was a huge a huge piece to this Omaha team. And Hayden Mullins, the next guy, uh, starting pitcher, got hurt in the Tennessee series. Had Tommy John, uh, had electric stuff. I honestly think if Hayden doesn't go down, you see Auburn go. You see Auburn go even even further, man. And and I think they really would have had a chance to ultimately win the College World Series. I, I can honestly say that. I feel like if Hayden Mullins wouldn't have got hurt, I feel like Auburn would have had one of the deepest pitching staffs in the country, and, and they could have made even more noise than what they did in Omaha. And it was an unfortunate uh, injury, but – you know, he, he went in round 12. He was picked 369, and he went to the Red Sox. And extremely excited for him, man. I know he's going to bounce back. And uh, what a great organization to be in, a rich history, um, you know, World Series titles over this past decade. And and uh, just extremely excited for Hayden, man. And, and Carson Skipper, the next guy, man, uh, coming out the pen all year, the lefty, uh, the, the nasty slider. It was just unhittable down the stretch, unhittable down the stretch, and um, he goes in round eleven. 
think it was pick 326 uh, to the Colorado Rockies. And damn it, they got a good one. All right. Dude, dude uh, just turned up. Just turned up all year out of the pen for Auburn, man. They relied on him in so many situations. He come out, got out of so many jams for Auburn. And uh, the, the job he did in Corvallis in that super regional really stuck out to me. Uh, we'll we'll never we'll never forget that performance uh, Skipper had man and and just uh, damn what a team what a team they had last year because uh, the next guy man you look down here it's Sonny D the first baseman the transfer from Sanford comes in man plays one year at Auburn and he goes in round five he was picked one forty eight to the Angels and they sent him straight to Double A. All right, they said, "Hey, we're gonna get this hitting son of a gun straight to Double A, and, and we're gonna see what this cat can do because Buddy can smash. All right, he can smash, and uh, he's one of the hardest working individuals uh, on this planet when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the game of baseball. So, extremely excited for Sonny D. I think there's a place for him uh, with the universal DH in the game today." Sonny D is a hitting machine, and I'm excited to see what he can do with the wood, man. I'm re- I really am. So uh, the next guy, tra- uh, the next guy, excuse me, Trace Bright, uh, starting pitcher for Auburn. Uh, he went in round five, pick 137 to the Orioles. Uh, there's a lot of pr- a lot of promise with Trace Bright. I know we saw some struggles during the season, but there's a lot of promise. The fastball is there. Uh, had has nice umph on the fastball, can really spin it up there uh, to 96, 97 on the gun, and um, and they think that there's a lot of potential for Trace if if he can really uh, get it down and get his pitch mix right. Uh, there's a lot of potential there, and so you know uh, excited for him, and I know he's he's headed for great things. And Mason Barnett, man, the next guy that I really want to talk about with the injury to Hayden Mullins. Who made the most money for themselves coming in late in the year, stepping into that role, was Mason Barnett. The performance against UCLA and then the performance in Corvallis against Oregon State. Man, Mason Barnett, he got himself a bag. He did. Uh, he, He went round three, pick 87 to the Royals. And... The dude was unhittable, man. He was unhittable in the postseason. And, uh, you know, I, I know in the elimination game out there in Omaha, uh, it, you know, it didn't go as planned, but uh, he he did a hell of a job for Auburn stepping in that spot, man. The fastball was great. The off-speed stuff was great. Uh, and, and he's got a bright future as well. Uh, and, and he just was unbelievable, man. The, the stuff that he did – uh, after the uh, Hayden Mullins injury was absolutely incredible. Uh, love the Mason Barnett pick right there for the Royals. And then Blake Burkhalter, man. Blake Burkhalter closing it out just like he did every game for the Auburn Tigers, man. Uh, the best closer in the SEC, one of the best closers in the country in college baseball. He went in the second round with the 76th pick to the Atlanta Braves. All right, I'm excited for that. He's so close. 
you know, the Braves with, with Rome, Georgia, and, and them in Mississippi right there. Uh, him coming up through the minors, man, and then right there ultimately in Atlanta, man. And I can't wait to get up there to the Chop House. And I know he's gonna, I know he's gonna get up there to the Braves eventually, man. They wanna, they wanna move him to try to be a starter, see how that goes. And and I know he can do it, man. That, that cutter that he showed in Omaha was unhittable, man. Uh, he just just ripped through that Stanford lineup. Made it look effortless, uh, you know. And they had some of the best hitters in the country. They had MLB talent, and and he just sat them down. And uh, Blake Burkhalter is an absolute stud, man. And and I can't wait to see his progression. And and if he can get this start and roll down, uh, I, I think he has a lot of upside. And and he could get to the bigs quick. So uh, excited for those guys, man. Excited for where. You know, Auburn baseball is at, and I just couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. A huge fan. Everybody knows that listening to this podcast. I I watch every Auburn baseball game, and I follow these dudes, um, you know, each and every night they play, man. I I follow them uh, each and every night, and and I love each and every one of them. I I just – uh, the, the, you know they mean a lot to me uh, doing this podcast and and just breaking down all the games and giving my opinions on it uh, I just feel like I'm connected and I feel like I'm I, I know each and every one of them even though I don't but uh, they just they mean a lot to me man they they put a lot of joy in my life so I uh, just wanted to hop on here and this first this first little segment of the podcast just give them uh, you know, congratulate each and every one of them, and just you know, if they ever hear this podcast, just let them know how how thankful I am for them. So, with with that being said, I want to move on to to Brian Harson, man. I want to move on to Brian Harson and this football program and what he had to say at SEC Media Days. And the first thing that I really want to say is I want to con- I want to I want to give a shout out and a and a congratulations to Mike G from the War Report uh, and the reason I want to congratulate him is he he was the first person to actually ask Coach Harson a football question okay it wasn't anything that happened in last February it wasn't anything from last season okay it was a football question it was Jeff Schmetting, the new DC. What schemes are going to be ran? Are we going to run more man? Are we going to are we going to look at uh, you know zone like last year? W- what's going to happen on this defense? And Mike G knocked it out of the park. And Harson even looked at him and said, "Hey, I want to give you thanks for asking me a football question." Okay? I just want to thank you. Because my thing with all of this bullshit that has went on, okay, it always seems like anytime Brian Harson puts himself in front of a camera, they always go back to February. They always go back to the alleged affair, okay? I'm sick of it, okay? I'm sick of it. I'm tired of hearing about it. It didn't work, just like Brian Harson said in his intro. It didn't work. It was uncomfortable. Let's leave it alone. It's over with. Get over it. I'm still here. And that's what that's what cracked me up. All right? I died laughing when I was watching it last week. I was at work. I was watching it. And he said, hey, 
a lot of you didn't expect me to be here. But guess what? Here I am. The dude can he can cut a he can he, he can cut a joke and he can throw some shade with the best of them. That's one thing I'll give him. Another thing I'll give him is I think he's a damn good football coach. And it started last year. What Auburn starts out six and two. You start out six and two, and some unfortunate things happen. Bo Nix breaks his ankle. You lose out. Okay, folks. There was games on Auburn's schedule they should have won down that stretch. And I'm not going to put all of it on coaching. Some of it was due to coaching. Yes, absolutely. But we've heard through the offseason that there was a little tension on that coaching staff. And I'm not so sure that Derek Mason and Mike Bobo were the guys that Brian Harson actually wanted. There was some tension there. And I think year one, it just didn't work. But after the Bo Nix injury, you had TJ Finley come in. And let's be honest, I, I don't want to hold anything back on this podcast. He played he played terrible. He played terrible. All right? And I don't want to down anybody, but he's not the future for Auburn. Okay? He's not. But let's just let's get past that. This is a... This is a, a, a Zach Calzada and a Robbie Ashford QB battle. Let's be honest, okay? It's, it's not a TJ Finley battle. If Auburn wants to win this year, I need to see Robbie Ashford or Zach Calzada step up. Ultimately, I think it's Zach Calzada, okay? That's what I think. But Brian Harson brought three guys with him to SEC Media Days. Tank Bigsby, Derek Hall, and John Samuel Shanker. Okay? Three key veteran leaders on this Auburn football team. All right? John Samuel Shanker broke records last year at the tight end position. He he tells you, hey, we're better than what people are, are, are expecting. We're better. We took this and what happened in the offseason, and we rallied together as a team. Derek Hall, same thing. We rallied together as a team. It brought us closer. What Coach Harson did is he weeded out the weak. He weeded out the bad apples, the me's instead of we's. Kobe Hudson, gone. Get out. Think Auburn lost 22 players to the portal. Cool. Get out. You don't want to be here? Out. Ladarius Tennyson to Ole Miss. J.J. Pegues to Ole Miss. Get out. We don't need you. If you don't want to be here, we don't need you. Tank Bigsby, a man of few words, said, Hey, I'm just here to I'm just here to play. I'm here to go for my brothers. All right. And and one thing I loved, they asked Tank, why didn't you transfer? He said, Because, you know, if I run now, I'm I'm just gonna continue to, to you know to keep running. I can't always I can't always run. I can't always run from things. So why run now? I can't keep running. I'm here. Let's go to work. Let's 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 get down to the trenches and, and, and let's go to war, man. Let's get after it. Auburn. 
people are predicting seventh in the West. They're predicting seventh in the West. I've seen some people four and eight, five and seven. I just think there's too much talent on this football team. You had two big transfers on the defensive side from Oregon. You know, a lot of your defense is coming back. The the linebackers should be thin, you know, but Owen Popo's got to find a way to stay on the football field. Uh, You lose Roger McCrary in the secondary, but you got Keontae Scott. He's eligible and getting on campus. Um, You know, I I think, you know, you look at Nehemiah Pritchett, he's got to step up back there. And and you got Jalen Simpson, he's got to step up. And they got to fill that Roger McCrary void. I think they can do it. You know, I'm. you lose smoke Monday on the back end, but there's pieces there to fill in, man. There's, there's. I, I think, I think the safety position is going to be even better this year. You know, you got Kaufman back there, and um, the number one safety JUCO guy coming in. I, I look, there's pieces on this on this Auburn defense, man. The D line should be elite. The D line should be elite, elite. I think they're better than a. A four and eight, five and seven, six and six team. Like I said, man, Vegas has Auburn over under six wins. I think you need to hammer that. All right, I think you need to hammer the over. Because I look at the offensive side of the ball, the weakest link, in my opinion, is at receiver. I know a lot of people go with the offensive line; they point the finger, but I know they weren't great last year. But they're coming back, man. That there's pieces coming back. They're experienced. And, and I look at a lot of games last year and say, did we lose that game because of the offensive line? No. All right, w- were they the best? God, no. We all know that. But a lot of those games weren't lost because of the offensive line. They weren't. And I look at the receiver position, and I think there's some pieces coming in at receiver that can help like a guy like Coy Moore. You know, the transfer from LSU. Hey, you got Shedrick Jackson coming back. I know a lot of people might roll their eyes at that, but he's a veteran. Uh, You know, I think there's talent, man. You look at the tight end room, John Samuel Shanker, and, and, you know, all those guys, man, there's just so many dudes in that tight end room. You know, Landon King, I think Landon King's going to be an absolute, I think he's going to be a freaking star, man. I mean, some of the softest hands, stickiest hands I've ever seen. That catch in the Iron Bowl last year was absolutely incredible. You got Jarquez Hunter behind Tank. Uh, you know, Damari Austin coming in. I just don't think that this is a a five and seven, six and six team. I really don't. Uh, depending on who steps up at quarterback, like I said, I think it could be Zach Calzada, and I just I'm not I'm not with the I'm not with the fucking preseason hype, man. I'm not with it. It's aggravating. Preseason hype and preseason polls are BS, okay? Put the chip on Auburn's shoulder. You got new coordinators. You got Eric Keesaw on the offensive side, Jeff Smetting on the defensive side, and I like the, the familiarity with this coaching staff, okay? It's not the outside guys coming in. They said that Brian Harson and Mike Bobo butted heads last year, and and now you got guys that have worked for you in the past, and the familiarity is there. Okay, 
It's there. And I look at Auburn's schedule, okay? And and this is this is my prediction for the Auburn Tigers in the 2022 season, okay? I'm going to go out and I'm I'm going to tell you wins and losses. And in order for Brian Harson to keep his job at Auburn University, I think he's got to win eight games. I think he's got to win eight games. Now, that's not going eight and four in the regular season. I'm just saying if he goes seven and five in the regular season, he's got to win a bowl game. All right? He's got to win a bowl game. And I hate to for I hate for it to come down to that. A meaningless bowl game, as some people say. But if he doesn't get to eight and five, he's fired. I honestly believe that. I think that the people at Auburn behind the scenes are out for his head, and if he doesn't get to that eight-win mark, it's a wrap for him at Auburn. So, Auburn gets five home games out the gate. All right, Football season's almost here, people. We get five straight home games. What a better way to start 5-0, and okay? You get Mercer week one, win. San Jose State week two, win. You, then you get Penn State at home, all right? We all know what happened last year. We had them beat. We should have won that football game, hands down. Should have won that football game. We pissed it away. But Auburn getting them at 2.30, humidity, Alabama humidity, Jordan hair rocking. We already know it's going to be loud. We know Penn State, we, we know the whiteout and – and Happy Valley and all that and the electric atmosphere they got. But Jordan Hare is a different animal. Alright? And and I'm giving Auburn I'm giving Auburn the advantage there and I'm gonna go three and oh. Just gonna say the Auburn Tigers start out three and oh. Then you got Missouri rolling in. Just too many question marks. Basilac went to Indiana. You know, they lost man, I think they lost every one of their tight ends, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just so many pieces, just in and out with Missouri. Not good defensively. I think Auburn slides to 4-0. and And then you got LSU coming in. LSU, who is going to be their quarterback? Brian Kelly's first year. Have fun going to Jordan-Hare. And your first really big road test in the SEC. I'm just uh, – I'm not sipping the LSU Kool-Aid just yet. I know some people have them finishing – I saw fourth, third in the West. Uh, just kind of sketchy to me right there. I'm going to give Auburn the win, and Auburn's going to start out 5-0. and Okay? I think Auburn starts out 5-0. and And then you got Georgia. All right? Game six, you got Georgia, October 8th. 2022, Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. Auburn, you can't go in there and get blown out. All right, You can't go in there and be non-competitive like the last time we were there. It can't be 24 to nothing in the second quarter and a snooze fest. All right? Can't happen. You can't get your doors blown off. Brian Harson, look, a close loss, be competitive. Give me a 10-point loss, 7-point loss, because I just don't think Auburn has they – don't, they don't, they're not going to have the, the offense to, to go into Athens and win that football game. They're not. Um, so I, th- I think Auburn falls to 5-1. and one. Then I think you go to Ole Miss, 
All right, I think this is a winnable football game. I know a, a lot of people aren't giving Auburn that shot to win in Oxford, but Ole Miss lost some dudes on the defensive side last year, and they lose Matt Corral. We saw what the Altmeyer kid had in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor, uh, and I know they got Jackson Dart transferring in from USC, but there's question marks there, man. I'm not. I'm also not drinking the Kool Aid on Ole Miss. I, I just don't know yet. There's a lot of question marks. I know they won ten games last year, but I was at the Auburn Ole Miss game last year, and hey, I saw what Auburn did to them. So, hey, give me Auburn. Give me Auburn going to Oxford, 6-1. and one. I like Auburn in that game. Then you get Arkansas at home. All right, Over-under, six wins. I told you to hammer Vegas. I told you to hammer the over for Auburn. Auburn sitting at 6-1. and one. You get Arkansas October 28th. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. I just think I think Arkansas's got too many weapons. I think I think they got you know the KJ Jefferson at quarterback. Um, you know they had some transfers in on the defensive side of the ball. Bumper Pool uh, still over there on that Arkansas D. That's going to be tough for Auburn, man. I know Jordan Hare. I know it's crazy. I know they get down. I know we have a blast up there. I know it's a crazy environment. But I like Arkansas there, and I like Auburn to go to six and two. It's a close one. It's a close one. But I like Arkansas there. K.J. Jefferson, stud. All right. Look, stud, but I don't want to hear the, the Cam Newton comparisons anymore. All right? Let's, let's, let's put that to bed. All right? I'm tired of hearing the Cam Newton comparisons. I'm just – I cringe every time I hear somebody say, oh, well, he's the next Cam Newton. Stop. All right? The shit's dead. I'm killing it now. It's dead. Over. Wrap. Then you go to Starkville, okay? Uh, this is a redemption game, okay? You go to Starkville. I think Auburn is going to just go in with with a purpose. I think Auburn's going into Starkville with a purpose, and I think they're going in to just absolutely blow the doors off of Mississippi State. A lot of you might disagree, but I'm, I'm just telling you, everything that happened last year at home in front of your home crowd, you give up 40 unanswered, guess what? I think Auburn's going to Starkville to return the favor. Okay, I think they're going in there with a purpose, and I like Auburn to move seven and two. I like Auburn to go seven and two. Then you get Texas A&M at home. There's some question marks with Texas A&M. I think their defense is a little too nasty for Auburn. Uh, Zach Calzada going to be facing his home team uh, in his new stadium. Depending on who starts at quarterback for Texas A&M, kind of hard to predict this one right here. But I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Beating Auburn uh, at home, and uh, mm, man, that's a tough one to pick. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing with Texas a Auburn goes to seven and three. Then you get Western Kentucky at home. I like I like Auburn there. You go to eight and three, and then you go to Tuscaloosa. Uh, you're facing the former Heisman winner. You're facing the go to college football, the greatest head coach of all time. Uh, Alabama's defense, man, this could be one of the best teams they've ever had. Everybody returning on D. They got a few uh, few transfers. 
at the wide receiver position. The main one that sticks out is Jermaine Burton from Georgia coming over. Uh, Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. The running back getting in there. They're just so deep at running back, man. Trey Sanders, uh, McClellan, and, and all those guys, man. You could just go on and on. And uh, Bryce Young, just elite quarterback, man. Elite uh, top two quarterback in the country, in my opinion. Uh, the only other guy on his level is C.J. Stroud. Uh, and that's going to be a tough one to that's going to be a tough one to win. So I think Auburn goes eight and four on the year. They lose to Alabama, but I think I think Auburn goes eight and four, and Brian Harson keeps his job. And then if he gets that bowl win, all right, if he gets that bowl win and can get to nine wins, that's huge. That's huge. I know a lot of people are they're they're panicking and they're struggling over recruiting. But it's going to take wins on the football field, people. It's not just some overnight thing, okay? They are using what happened in the offseason. These other schools are using what happened in the offseason against Brian Harson and Auburn. Hey, why would you want to go play at a program like that? They're in shambles right now. Why would you want to go there? It's going to take wins on the football field. And Auburn has the perfect opportunity with five home games starting the season, the perfect opportunity to set the tone to this season. All right, If you go 5-0 and at home and you get hot, who, who knows what could freaking happen? Who knows? This could be a magical fairy tale season for Auburn. You never know. You get hot, man. You take advantage of the five home games. You don't have to leave home, and you get hot. All right? Maybe Zach Calzada gets on a roll. This offensive line is playing well. Tank Bigsby, you know, I talked to Brad Lester uh, on Messenger the other day, and and he's saying that that Tank wants 2,000 yards. I said, well, maybe 1,500 is more realistic, and he said, no, 2,000, okay? He said, 2K. My dog's going for 2K. And I said, well, if he goes for 2K, Auburn's beating some folks. If Tank Bigsby runs for 2,000 yards – Auburn's not 6 and 6, I can tell you that. So, a lot of uh, I'm telling you, take preseason rankings and throw them in the garbage because they're trash. All right? They're trash. So, I had an absolute blast uh giving my opinion to each and every one of you who listen to this podcast. Um it, it was. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest, man. Brian Harson, uh, the way he carried himself at, at media days, I absolutely loved it. Uh, Mike G with the football question, man, right out the gate. Uh, big props to him. I think he saved uh, the media day for Brian Harson right there, and and the football side of things in that aspect. And I had an absolute blast breaking down the schedule and what I think. You know the Auburn Tigers are going to look like. I'm I'm excited for football. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for for the starting quarterback, either Zach Calzada or Robbie Ashford or whoever it is. Um, I think there's some promise in this Auburn football team. I think there's some magic. So, with that being said, man, I'm going to round it up and uh, and I'm going to get out of here. And I will catch each and every one of you on the next one. I'm out. War damn eagle. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.